Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Healing Courageously. On this episode, we're going to be talking about whatever is hidden will be brought into the light. Whatever is hidden will be brought into the light. And that's actually scripture, uh, biblically stated in both, I think it's both, in two, two different chapters in Luke. Um, the author thought it was so important that he brought it up twice. Um, he says first in Luke 8, 17, he says, For nothing is secret that will not be revealed. For nothing hidden will not be known and come to light. And what I want to say is that keeping secrets is um, not a good thing, especially for a lot of survivors of abuse. We do keep those secrets. And over years, we learn how to lie and keep secrets very well. But unfortunately... Those secrets in the long term will come to light. And my hope is that you bring them to light, whether they come to light um, in the most inappropriate times, which generally is what happens. You get caught in a lie, and what happens is we tell so many lies, we can't remember what the last lie we said about a certain subject was. And also in Luke, he thought it was so important. In, in, in Luke, he brought it up twice first. Um, Chapter 8, and then again in chapter 12. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light, and whatever you have spoken in the ear and inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. Those are two pretty profound scriptures, and they hold true. Why am I bringing this up? Well, I don't really know how to dive into this. Um, As most of you know, I am an advocate for sexual abuse victims, primarily men and boys overall. And and the families struggle with this as well. I haven't said a whole lot lately. I wrote my book in 2015, released in 2015, I should say. And I help a lot of couples. My wife and I do a lot of couples counseling and we're finding out that 95% of the couples we counsel have got unresolved childhood trauma that they have brought into their marriage, kept in the dark, and that is what's creating most of their problems. We don't believe that marriage is broken. The marriage is broken. We believe that the individuals are broken. Why do we keep secrets? Well, you know, they always say that it starts from the top and rolls downhill. And I won't use the exact verbiage that is used in the, in the world out there, but I think you all know what I'm talking about. If you just look for a moment, for a moment at our government, how many people are being caught with their hand in the cookie jar, but yet no punishment is being done to them? So why wouldn't it be that 
as this rolls downhill, why should the people feel they should be any different? Government, leaders, pastors, presidents, popes, none of them, none of us are better than, than the other person. There's a, there's a saying, it says, practice these principles in all your affairs. And that's what saved me from a lot of pain and, and anguish over the last 16 years since I got into recovery. I always used to think I was above everybody. And one of my early mentors told me very early on that, Randy, you are no better than, nor are you no less than. We are all equal in the eyes of God. And that's very true. You know, a lot of times people have these numbers or these titles or letters in front or behind their names. All right. Work hard to get those. I guess I have to respect that to some degree. Doesn't mean I have to respect the person. And I don't care who you are. I don't care who you think you are. What kind of a person are you? What kind of what kind of values, what kind of morals, what kind of ethics, what kind of principles do you live by? You know, I, I thought long and hard about doing this this, this, this post today. And <clears throat> believe it or not, my stepsister-in-law, or I just call her my sister-in-law, Pam, um, who we were separated for 35 years because, just because, different situations. And we were reunited about two or three years ago, by the grace of God and by the miracle of God. And she believes in me. The only one that believes in me more is my wife. But Pam, she really believes in the voice I have. She reminded me of this yesterday when I had to call her about some situation. Sometimes I have nobody to call. You know, when I ask God who I should call, he brings it up. And Pam was the one I should call. So she says, Randy, don't forget you got a voice. Don't ever quit using your voice. You have a voice that, not, that a lot of people don't want to hear, but the problem is, is not the problem, the issue is that you speak the truth and you speak, speak it boldly, therefore people don't want to hear it. I want the question I got, are, are our churches really safe? Are they really a safe place? I mean, let, let's look at the Catholic Church to start. I, I don't know a lot about Catholic churches per se, but I do know that, I think it's catechism, and I've talked to several people about this. Their kids go, and whatever their, um, their bishop or whoever teaches them says is God. That, that, that teacher is God to them, so they can do no wrong. How many people, how many boys, and I know a couple of person were molested, by these pastors, by these teachers, by these whatever, uh, bishops, whoever, were molested by people in the Catholic Church. And what happens? I, I, again, I know one personally. He was actually he's the first one to attempt to sue the Catholic Church. They, and they in turn, sued, tried to sue him. And in that process, other people come out. He ended up uh, getting $1.5 million, and he said, I couldn't spend the money fast enough. It was dirty money. What happened to that pastor? They called him Mr. Hollywood. All they did was remove him from 
modern day high school down in Lawrence County and they put them in another high school. Why aren't these people prosecuted to the extent of the law? The Bible says, the Bible says, and my dogs are even more upset about this, in two places in the Bible. Um, one, in Luke, oh, I'm sorry, Matthew 18.6, says this, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, this is Jesus talking. All right, this is not good. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. That's Matthew talking about it. And then we go back to Mark, and that's Matthew, so you want to know, 18.6. And we go back to Mark, he brings it up again in Mark 9, 42. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble... It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. In other words, Jesus is saying you'd be better off dead than hurt one of the little ones. Why are these people getting away with it? Why am I talking about it? I was hurt in the church. Mother, stepfather, born-again Christian, deacon in the church, member of the choir. Stepfather started sexually abusing me a month after my dad died. Most of you know my story. If you don't, you can read my book. He's a new child within. Then the pastor of the church says, ah, it's part of growing up. You won't be gay or anything. That, that, that made me feel real, real comfortable. Why do pastors want to ignore this? Why do they not want to address it? What are they so afraid of? Uh, oftentimes they hear, well, we don't want to destroy the family. Well, let me, let, me, let me just make it very, very clear right now. Let me make it very clear. The family's already broken. So let's get the victim the help that they need. Let's use our voice. Let's make a telephone call. Let the professionals decide what needs to be done. Let's get the entire family help. Do not ignore it. Do not sweep it underneath the, uh, underneath the, uh, the, the carpet any longer. It, it, it's doing nothing but harming people. All right? So I, I, I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to go into something here in a little bit, but I want to... And the reason I brought this up is because I got an article I read that I want to make sure that everybody's aware of. You think what you want of me, but I really don't care at this point in time. So here's the deal. I want you, I'm going to read this. This is the, the penal code in California, okay? So just take this probably. It should be everywhere. Sexual abuse is outlined in the penal code section 11165 as defined as penetration or external touching of a child's intimate parts Oral sex with a child, indecent exposure, using a child for prostitution. There is 90,000 sex trafficked people in this world. I just heard this yesterday, of which most of them, I think it's like 90% of those 40,000, I'm sorry, 40 million people in the, in the world, of which most are children and women being sex trafficked. Using a child for porn, for prostitution, the manufacturing of child pornography, or any other sexual act performed in a child's presence for sexual gratification. How sick are you if you're using a child for sexual gratification? And believe me, I've heard some really, really, really sick stories. Here's the catcher. Child sexual abuse also includes the willful, the willful failure of a parent or caretaker to make 
reasonable efforts to stop child sexual abuse by another person. So in other words, if you know what's happening, you don't say nothing, you're just as guilty as a person doing it. Pick up the phone and make a phone call. Okay? So now why do I talk about this? Why do I talk about this? One of the biggest churches, mega churches in the world, Hillsong, their founder is charged with concealing child sexual abuse. Concealing it. Hiding it. It's in the dark will be in the light. I'm just going to kind of read this. If you haven't seen the article, Brian Houston, co-founder and senior pastor of the global megachurch Hillsong, was charged by Australian police on Thursday with, with concealing child sexual abuse carried out by his father in 1970. His father came to him in 1970 and admitted to abusing a seven-year-old kid. Now, here's, here's the thing that I, I'm going to ask that you, you probably don't even think about. Well, it's just one, one kid. Pedophiles don't just have one victim. We know about one. How many more are there that aren't coming forward? Right? How many more are there that aren't coming forward? You know, people I, I, I often ask, why don't you say something earlier? Well, why should we? Nobody believed me when I tried to talk about it. I was shamed, shut down, told I was stupid. But what I was saying didn't matter. If you bring it out publicly today, you're shamed. I mean, you know, back when the Me Too, which I, I disagree with that movement. I think there was a lot of political garbage that went with that. My opinion only. People were coming out and everybody was getting slammed. Kind of push it under the table. Oh, we got to believe all the women. But what about all the men? I mean, one of three women and one of four boys were sexually abused before the age of 18. Look at Hollywood. Look what's happening in Hollywood. Look what's happening in, 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 I mean, in Washington, D.C. Look what's happening in our government. It's an evil thing that's happening in this world. And it's starting at the very top of our government. Oh, whether you want to believe it or not, if, if you want to put, keep your head in the, in the sand, go ahead. That, that's fine. Do it. You're part of the problem. We have to wake up, America. We have to become part of the solution. We have to start speaking up. We have to start fighting. I, I, I don't know. It's like I've been on this battle now since 2006 when I got sober. I've been in this battlefield, and I'm telling you, it's not a fun battlefield at all. There's so many times I just want to throw in the towel and quit. But like I was reminded by my sister-in-law yesterday, don't you ever quit, Randy. Your voice matters. You help a lot of people by speaking up. You know how hard it is to keep going? I understand if you want to get involved. Believe me, I understand. But there's people that do. Support us. You know, Courageous Healers Foundation. Go to our CourageousHealers.org page and make donations. Help us support. We can't do it without the funds. The, the, the foundation's been existing on a very limited amount of, of money, but we can't go and do the things we want because we're not getting the funds we need. Well, but yet we'll, we'll fund dogs. And believe me, I, I love my dogs. I got two of them, and I just, there's nothing better in my life than my dogs, besides my kids. But people have no problem donating to dogs that are locked up in a pound. What about kids that are locked up in cages? 
What about kids that are being sexually abused? Are you just going to stand by and watch it? Oh, well, I don't want nothing to do with that. That's, that. that's just too much for me. I mean, this is the truth of what I hear. What I hear all the time is, I love what you're doing, Randy, but nah, I don't have time for it. You know? Or I'll hear, hey, man, we really we love what you're doing and we support you, so on and so forth. But then when it comes time to get help from these people that say they will help, where are they to be found? Nowhere. These charges to to um, Mr. Houston, actually, Mr. Houston's lawyer was served uh, was served a notice for his client to appear in court in Sydney, Australia, on October fifth. Mr. Houston has denied the allegation. Okay, which is typical. And an emailed statement provided by the church said these charges have come to a shock to me, given you given how transparent I've always been about the matter. I vehemently profess my innocence and will defend these charges, and I welcome the opportunity to set the record straight. Of course he's going to defend them vehemently. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? It was his father. He doesn't want nothing to do with it. Step up. Be a man. Obviously it's true. I know they're allegations, but you know what? These are serious allegations. Very rarely are these type of allegations false. This was, this was founded... By, by the Australian police. So again, are our churches safe? Are they? See, here, here's the deal. All right? If you look at what I explained to you about what sexual what child sexual abuse is, it includes a willful, uh, the willful failure of a, of a parent or caretaker to make reasonable efforts to stop child sexual abuse by another person. The hardest thing I've done, if I've, I've had to call a couple of different times, I've had to call the authorities on people. And it's not easy. It's really hard because it's like, this is a, this is, this is a big allegation. But it's not my job to determine if it's right, wrong, or indifferent. My job is to do what I know. I have a very strong gut feeling. And if I feel that the person's telling me, even if I, even if I don't I feel he's not telling me the truth after, after doing some talking with him, it's my duty to call the the the, the, um, the authorities and let them figure it out. Because what people don't seem to understand is that the damage that sexual abuse causes, especially when nobody wants to, to believe the, the, the victim, it destroys the victim. You know, some of us might get help right away, and some of us don't. Like, for instance, for me, it was 38 years. Self-esteem was shot. I didn't have a voice. Nobody believed me. I felt alive. Why? Because I was dirty and I was tainted. If you knew what happened behind this facade that I built up all my life, you would want nothing to do with it. One common thing that I hear from people, people I work with is, if I tell people that I was sexually abused or addicted to pornography, they look at me like a child abuser. Come on. If, you, if a person has cancer, I've got a great blog written about the, the, you know, the real cancer. If a person has cancer, how do, we, how do we greet them? We meet them with love and understanding. We work with them. We help them. We're there for them. We love them. We pray for them. This is the worst kind of cancer that ever existed on the face of the earth. 
It's a pandemic. You want to talk about a pandemic, you get COVID, which are proven now PCR can't tell the difference between COVID and, and, and the cold. Sexual abuse is the real pandemic on, this, on the face of this earth. You want to know what's wrong with boys today? Think about it. Fatherless kids. Sexually abused. I mean, I, I hear, I'm hearing more and more and more and more stories about sexual abuse. How they just thought it was part of growing up. I've got to tell you that this you you can you can do your own research on this. I'm not going to read the whole article. That was the gist of it right there. Um, again, another mega church pastor. I just wonder if the truth came out. What do we do to this church? Is that what he's afraid of? How about you stand up for the kids? I mean. You know, not only that, then they also, Mr. Lentz, they had, which was another one of his head pastors in New York, was having affairs. Because we're pastors doesn't mean we're, we're perfect. We're human beings. There's a church right here in the valley. There was a big sex scandal in it. Huge sex scandal. Pastor having jacuzzi parties with other women and, and, and his parishioners. I mean, is that Okay. Is it okay not to bring this stuff to the light? Is it okay to sit to sit up on the, on the on the platform and, and talk about the safety of your church, and then not give a rat's butt about it when it comes time to being people abused, when it comes time for people being abused? I had kids show up to one of our Friday night meetings one night. Mom was in the car talking to somebody. She had beat her kid. There were bruises on her. There were marks on her face all over. My leader called me. I said, call the police. Call the police. I let my people know. Call the police. And they were stunned. They were shocked. What, what are you supposed to do? Oh, it's okay. You know, it's just part of growing up. Yeah, the bruises on a kid. Yeah, no big deal. Come on. Wake up, America. I know this is, I know I'm being strong, I'm being harsh, I'm whatever you want to call me here at this point in time, but I really don't care anymore because I see the damage that's happening to kids in this world today. I've sat with these kids and had to listen to their stories. And it's not fun, it's devastating, it's hard. God called me to this, I'm going to follow through with it. And I don't care who you are. If you're, if you're implicit in this abuse in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to call you out publicly. It's just the way it's going to be. Because you need to be told what you're doing is wrong. And the, and, the, and the public needs to know that you are supporting abuse. Don't tell me you're not. If you're not reporting it, you're supporting it. It's that simple. So what is abuse? We talk about sexual abuse, but abuse in general. Oh, and then people always ask me, Randy, what's, what's spiritual abuse, Randy? Well, let me put it to you this way. There's two types that I look at. The first type is this. The minute a kid, a child is abused, sexually, emotionally, or physically, 
The spirit within him has been assassinated. It will never be the same again. Mark my words. It will never be the same again. All of a sudden, it, it doesn't, it, it, what it says is that immediately the effects come into play. These are, these are on reports that I've read. Immediately the effects come into play. So let's say, well, it's just one time. Was it? Was it? How many times did you sarcastically tell your child that, oh, I wish you were pretty as your sister? Or I wish you could play football as good as your brother? Or baseball, whatever. How come you're not as smart as all the other kids in your class? How come you're not as pretty as Jane? You're fat. You're too skinny. Whatever it is, your child is your child. Your child is not you. They do not do not think that they are you. They are unique in their own way. So abuse. <clears throat> abuse of any type occurs when someone has power over another and uses that power to hurt. Physical abuse means that someone exercises physical power over another, causing physical wounds. Now, the sad thing about this is that a lot of people say, I would rather that I got beat than got abused emotionally and verbally, because at least the bruises will go away, but the emotional wounds don't. And that's a true statement. Causing physical and sexual abuse means that someone exercises sexual power over another, resulting in sexual wounds. Now, I want you to understand one thing. Number one, hurt people hurt people. Number two, sexual abuse is not about sex, period, in a conversation. Sexual abuse is about power. Right here, the definition tells you right here. Sexual abuse means that someone exercises sexual power over another, resulting in sexual wounds. I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you the wounds that sexual abuse causes in this, in this segment. I can do it, but it's going to take a whole other segment. Spiritual abuse happens when a leader with spiritual authority uses that authority to coerce, control, or exploit a follower, thus causing spiritual wounds. Spiritual abuse happens when a leader with spiritual authority. Who is that leader? Mom, dad, grandma. Grandpa, aunt, uncle, pastor, youth pastor, you name it. All right? Shaman, whoever. They shame you into coming to church. Your hair's too long. You got to cut your hair. You look disgusting like that. I remember the, there's a joke that I heard. I think it's classic. This lady walks into the church one day and she hasn't been to church for a while. She's sitting in the back row and the pastor's talking and preaching. At the end of the service, she, as she said, she's walking, she walks outside and the pastor walks up to her and says, oh, welcome to our church. And, she, and the pastor goes, you know, one thing I'd like to say to you is uh, we don't dress this way at our church. So I'll, maybe you ought to think about dressing more conservatively, right? So the, the young lady goes home that week and she thinks about it. She comes back to church the next week and the pastor goes, you know, sees her again. She's dressed the same way, you know, different clothes. But she, I mean, she looks nice. She's just not dressed the way the pastor wants and, Pastor goes to the girl, well, obviously, you didn't think or talk to God about the way you were dressing to come to my church. And uh, 
She said, oh, yeah, I did. I, I talked to God. Well, what did he say? He said, Jesus doesn't come to this church. Okay. Quit being so judgmental. You know, church is, is not this display of, look how good I can look. Yeah, we want to look nice. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that, that's just part of life. But if you're judging people on the way they look when they walk in the church, there's something terribly wrong. That, that, that should never, never be happening. Right? We come to church to get fed. We come to church to learn about Christ and His love. We're not Pharisees. You know, God walked the face there. Jesus walked the face of the earth. And he sat with tax collectors, robbers, prostitutes, everybody. He didn't do it. So, I know this was um, maybe a bit over the top for some of you, whatever, whatever you might think. But I want you really to think about this. And remember that... Um, our children are to be protected and loved. And in, in, and in our thought pattern on a daily basis, be Christ-minded in all that we do, Philippians 2.5. Think about that. Think about that. So you can read about my story if you want and a lot of healing uh, power that I, that I will talk about in my book, Healing the Winning Child Within. It's available on Amazon paperback, Kindle, and Audible. My 30-day devotion of the wholeness, Amazon, paperback, Kindle, and the 7-day challenge workbook, which is in paperback. Um, we're still trying to finalize and finish up um, my book in, in Spanish. I haven't got an update in about a, know, probably months. So I need to follow up, but it is coming. Also, check out my website, CourageousHealers.org, CourageousHealers.org, so you can see what we're doing on that end. And Check out our life coach uh, website, changeyourlifestorynow.com. My wife and I do a lot of marriage counseling. We're, I am Simba certified. And Simbus is like a night, it's not, it's not a so, uh, psychological test, or it's not a personality test. It's actually an assessment, and it's 99.9% .9 accurate with every one of our, um, every one of our uh, clients that we've used. Also, check out on, on, CourageousHealers.org, go to our services, and we have a workshop coming up on September 11th. Is the first one, The Power of Communication. It's from 9 to 4 on September 11th. You don't want to miss this. We find that 90%, 95% of our, our couples that come into our, um, our counseling, the number one reason they struggle so much is because they have a very poor lack of communication. So we'll talk about that in this six-hour workshop, and then We've got one on uh, October 16th, which is Journey to You, and then in November, um, Secrets of Silence, and then finally in December, Forgiveness. So check out our check out all that on our, on our Courageous Healers website. Under Services, click on Workshops, and you can read all about it, and register right there. So thank you for joining me today in this, in this um, I know it's a hard discussion to have, but it needed to be had, and uh, I hope you learned something, and Again, Courageous Healers Foundation can definitely use some financial support. Just go to our website and press on, on the donate button right there. We are a 501c3 uh, 
corporation, so your, your, your donations are 100% tax deductible. All right. Thanks, everybody. Remember that nobody tells you they love you today. Randy does. More importantly, God does. Everybody be super blessed. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs>